Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Uh, I am with an amazing special guest today. I am with Carla. Hello, how's it going? It is going amazingly. Great. Uh, So... I'm just going to throw to you in this little bit because people know, well, the people that are listening to my podcast know who I am. Mm-hmm. So Carla, give us a rundown. Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> yep. So I'm Carla. I am a sleep coach. Uh, so I've been coaching for just over a year now, I think. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background of how I got into this. Cause I know it's a little bit of an unusual sort of field. Um, so Essentially, back in 2019, I left corporate life to open a a non-essential face-to-face business. So that was going really well uh, (laughs) until COVID shut us all down about a few months later. And as you know, uh, it was a bit of a a rough couple (laughs) of years. Um, My business also aligned with gyms. So yeah, we were pretty much in the same boat as, as, you know, trainers and whatnot. And I literally had nothing to do. And I had always had problems with sleep. So I decided I was just going to start studying just for personal, just started it myself, purely selfish, wanted to fix my own sleep. And (laughs) yeah, as I was going through all of this, you know, this learning and trying all these things on myself, I really just realized that this was really a space where I could probably make a little bit of difference. So fast forward a little bit, started coaching while I was still running my old business. And then when we finally came out of lockdowns, decided that this was the direction I wanted to move in. So made the really tough decision to close that business earlier this year. And yeah, continuing down on this path of sleep coaching, um, which I love. It's, yeah, it's amazing and it's very satisfying and it just makes a massive difference in people's lives. Yeah, it's it's weird. I know that when we first spoke on Instagram, Mm. It was always one of those first things that when people are coming to me, I was like, man, sleep is such a massive thing. Yeah. And then people are like, oh my God, I'm not hitting my calories. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And then I'm like, how's your sleep? And they go, oh, now that you mention it, it's completely fucked. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's like people sort of don't kind of connect the dots, right? Until someone mm. actually sort of points out that, oh, maybe you've got this underlying thing that might be affecting the other stuff that you're trying to do um that's the interesting thing is that yeah sort of and one of the things I like doing actually with people um is actually helping them running them through these little exercises to actually help them connect the dots between what's going on at night or you know whenever it is that they're not sleeping badly and and the effect on their day-to-day life because a lot of people don't even think oh I'm just tired all day some people don't actually relate the fact that they're tired and fatigued all day to the fact that they're not sleeping great. Like, you know, it's just making that connection, but also making the connection between with the things that are important in your life. So, you know, if you've got some body composition goals, if that's something that's really key to you, well, actually how is sleep playing out Mm. with that in terms of, you know, your motivation to get to the gym, your training recovery, uh, your impulse control of your food, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, 
question before I forget it, just to mm. back up like five mm. minutes. You said that you got into, I nearly said health coaching. Um, mm. Well, it's a type of health. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said you got into sleep coaching to fix what was going on with your sleep. What was wrong with your sleep or what was <sighs> able to be fixed with your sleep? Yeah. So I've always struggled with sleep and looking back on it now, I know why it was, it was mostly stress related. Um, have had some quite sort of uh, high, highly stressful jobs in my life, had a few traumatic experiences, which is a whole nother story that I won't go into now, <laughs> but which have also kind of pushed me onto this path as well. Yep. Uh, and the, the last sort of event to do with that was actually when my dad passed away. So I sort of really started to realize because he, he also didn't sleep very well. And I sort of started to realize that, okay, both my parents passed away young. Even though I lead a reasonably healthy lifestyle, there's probably more that I can do. So mm. having passed away, that was that was the real kind of trigger for that. Um, and that also caused me to look at sort of what jobs I was doing and, and how that was sort of affecting my wellness. And so I'd sort of been thinking about it since then you know, trying to figure out what I needed to do, but it wasn't until COVID hit and I all of a sudden had all this time on my hands mm. that I actually had the space to actually address it because, you know, when you're running your day-to-day -day life, yeah, there's just not time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, to figure it, not to figure it out by yourself anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things, like there's so many people, particularly through like my business, hundred percent blew up through COVID because people had so much more time on their hands. And then, it was particularly for the business that I was running, well, was running, am running. Um, it was very, what's your nutrition? What's your mindset? What are your belief systems, thought patterns? People had so much more time on their hands to go like, oh, I actually don't know what I think about nutrition and how I'm doing all of this fun stuff. So obviously COVID was absolutely terrible. We hope to never go through that again. But it was also like the absolute silver lining of it was so many people have changed jobs, have realized what they need from life and they're now taking advantage of life. And that I'm just like, it fucking sucks that we had to have a pandemic for that to happen. But at the same time, it's like, at least we're here now. So we can focus on the now and the future. Which Absolutely. Is awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard, oh, there's this Chinese proverb and I'm going to totally mess it up. Is it but the yeah the father with the son yes <laughs> and you know all of those sequences and that's exactly what it is right so yeah, yeah you know it, the 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 event is not good or bad it's what you make it right yeah, so, yeah something that seems yeah. shit happen. sorry i cut yeah. that off completely if you want to no, no, no. listen no, what the I, is. <laughs> I, I i actually can't articulate it properly i remember talking uh to a friend about it recently and i completely stuffed it up i need to actually look it up um yeah. how do i explain it I feel like I'm going to totally mess it up. No, that's Maybe okay. I can find do a link if you want. <laughs> but it's just, it's just such a, you know, essentially saying that, well, yeah, an event is not good or, good or bad. You know, how you perceive it or what happens afterwards really makes it so. So something that mm. seems like a terrible thing at the time, you know, potentially a lot of good comes out of that. And, you know, it's exactly the same with me. So I'm similar to some of your clients in that yeah. respect. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, and even with you know the death of my parent, you know, horrible, like traumatic times, but it pushed me on this other path to really figure out what I wanted to do with my life and how could I, mm. you know, feel like I was doing them, I guess, not justice, but you know, doing something that would make them proud and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's a it's such a pain in the ass that it works this way in the fact of the people, my most successful clients are the ones that come to me from rock bottom mm -hmm. because they know what it's like. And it's often the people that have had the rock bottom or the traumatic experiences or the terrible things. That's exactly why you've created your business, why I've created my business. Yep. Those are the people that often go on to help heaps of people because they're like, man, that felt like shit. I don't want anyone else to feel like that. How can I deliver that to more people? Absolutely. And it's a pain in the ass that that's what comes from it. But then those people that come from there and have a massive comeback story, they're the people that end up changing the fucking world. So absolutely. And I think when you when you've been in that position, you you, you if 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 you know your your journey then takes you to 
I guess, something that is um, being of service and helping other people, you come from a place of so much more empathy because you've been in that really shitty place. So you you get it more than, you know, if you've never struggled, it's going to be really hard to coach someone who's struggling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you've never experienced it, it, like how can you, how can yeah. you, to what they're going through? Yeah, you know? they're the people that are just like, have you tried smiling? Have you tried? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> have you tried not thinking about it? Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, there we go. It's fixed. <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, I was going to give you another example, but um, yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. The, um, while we were doing that, I also Googled yeah. that Chinese proverb. For yes. People who don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, what is it? One, two, three, four, five. It's five little tiny paragraphs. So for the yeah. people that don't know this, I'm sorry, you'll have to listen to me do my headspace nighttime stories voice. Um, where are we? Chinese proverb that goes that goes something like this. I like how they started off with like vanilla ice. Uh, okay. A farmer and his son had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. One day the horse ran away and their neighbors exclaimed, your horse ran away. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few wild mares back to the farm as well. The neighbors shouted out, your horse has returned and brought several horses home with him. What a great luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the mares and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The villagers cried, your son broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town, recruiting all the able-bodied boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son, still recovering from his injury. Friends shouted, your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. That's yeah. that proverb. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. It'd be yeah, good if I could I like remember it. that off the top of my head. But that's yeah. What's it, what's it called? Does it say who it's by? I quite literally, every yeah. time I want to find that, I just go... Uh, farmer Chinese proverb and that's the first one that pops up <laughs> every time <laughs> I love it but it's it's so powerful I just I wish that it was easier to remember that when you're in the moment of mm. that perceived terrible thing happening like that's the challenge yeah. right is drawing on that and yeah kind of trying to remember it and actually apply it it's sort of quite often not until afterwards that you go yeah that was shit but if I hadn't had that look what you know, look what wouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very hard. Like one of the pieces of advice that I absolutely hated receiving when I was going through the shit was, mm. um, and because it also had like this too shall pass. Mm. And I was like, don't give me that shit. I was like, what do I do right now to fix this issue? And they're like, don't worry about it. It'll pass. It'll get better. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, it did. But that's not what got me out of the shit it was a whole bunch of other stuff that was like, okay, we have to address what's going on right now. And again, that whole trust the process and give it some time, time heals all wounds, that big thing. And when you're in it, it's hard to see out of the pit because obviously you're in rock bottom. It's complete darkness around you. And you're like, how the fuck do I get out of this? And the only thing that you can hear are echoes all around you of people just going, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And you're like, okay, cool. But I'm still in the pit. You fuck. So how do I get out? <laughs> yeah. And I think often those statements do come from people, again, who haven't probably experienced that level of, you know, struggle, mm. whatever it might be. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then to, and again, this is why I love not scripting podcasts because that mm. was amazing. And I'm going to do an amazing segue to bring all of that back in as to we know where you are, we know where you were, what you were doing, yeah. Um, how are you now with your sleep? Yeah, pretty good. So just like anything else though, uh, and just like anyone else, any coach, I do regress from time to time. And the beauty of it for me now is that I can recognize when I'm starting to kind of slip again. So my sleep problems typically come from high stress periods. Um, I had one use, uh, sort of over the last few weeks, actually, I was just looking back through my, um, I wear a uh, um, uh, fitness tracker, uh, health tracker, sorry. And I was just looking back going, oh, that was a rough week. And (laughs) it's, for me, it takes a couple of, couple of nights 
before I sort of realize the signs, but then I can normally quickly address it and bring it back on track pretty quick. Awesome. So overall, yeah, my sleep is pretty good most of the time. Awesome. Yeah. I like that you also said that you do regress from time to time because I do have a client that is got a lot of clients, but I do have a particular client that struggles with her sleep. And whenever it's a, a bad night's sleep, it's always like, oh my God, shit has hit the fan. And it's how do we get that perfect every single time? And something that I've been trying to reinstill for not just her, but also everyone is that it's not going to be good all the time. Mm-hmm. Like particularly if we bring it back to like health coaching, tracking calories and macros, like if I'm looking at my weight, that's going to go up like a week because I'm too stressed. And then when I can look back at it, I go, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. I was beyond stressed. I didn't have the capacity to be able to do that stuff. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in here to remind you that Christmas is just around the corner and one of our busiest time periods for signups is late November through to around about mid-December. One of two things happens around this time. One, people either start for around about four to eight weeks before Christmas, obviously depending on their start date, so that they can get the foundations of their health journey and what works for them in the tangible sense. Then when we come back into it in the new year, we just flick the switch, keep doing what we were doing and away we go. Or number two, what's most common for clients of mine is they lay down their deposit and start paying off the program now so that their payment schedule is extended, which helps out the budget a lot. From there, they're locked in and ready to go for when we come into the new year, knowing that they're secured, we have a start date, they have their program already in hands, they're in and they're committed to smash out the new year with a coach that is not going to let them fall into another shitty resolution thing that they've always done. This is the last quote unquote weight loss thing that you will ever do for a resolution. We can guarantee you that because we teach our clients to make us redundant. So if you are interested in this, check out our website for details, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or visit the link in our Instagram bio for everything else Fitness Genie. But for now, back to the episode. So that's awesome to hear. Like even the professionals are like, you know what, we're good at it, but we're not perfect. (laughs) And that's a really important thing to bring up, right? Because what I do talk to my clients about a lot is it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. So consistent good sleep for you might only be, you know, if it's five nights a week, that's cool. Maybe we'll aim for that. But if you aim for perfection, you're just you're not going to get there. The other thing is that is I've definitely learned. And again, I work with my clients on this is not freaking out when you have a bad night's sleep, because once you have the tools to fix it, it gives you confidence. So instead of that Mm -hmm. one night, all of a sudden becoming two, three, four, five, six, because you are freaking out, you're lying in bed awake, you're you know watching the clock. Instead of that one night becoming multiple, you actually have it in your power and you, you feel confident in your ability to fix it. So you don't actually stress about the one or two bad night's sleep that you have, like you would have used to. Uh, yeah. yeah, used to. So yeah. that's a really important one as well. Um, you know, it's like training and nutrition as well. You know, knowledge is power. Once you know the right things to eat, once you know what sort of training works best for you, you feel super confident in the gym. You feel really confident going out to a restaurant and ordering food that, that you know, suits your goals. Same yeah. with sleep. Yeah. yeah. It's the, and then it always falls back to the, I know what to do, but I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that is super hard to be able to do and to bring that quote unquote consistency mm-hmm. to it when we're dealing with those emotional responses that typically come off the back of, if, if we go down the flow chart, we have that emotional response because we have done something that is perceived as failing because we're incredibly stressed. Mm-hmm. So I think the follow-up question from here is going to be, if someone does have a bad night's sleep, how do they deal with the stress or what do they do to, I suppose, you know, I don't know if people can hear the air quotes, but get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. So really what you want to do is probably nothing like don't change anything that you're doing from what your normal day-to-day would be or your normal evening routine so if you normally sleep really well and you have one crappy night's sleep you just want to do the same things the next day you want to get up at the same time you don't want to overuse caffeine you don't want to use alcohol to put you to sleep Uh, you don't want to nap so you basically just have a normal 
I want to say healthy day, your, your normal day that you would normally have, don't yeah. try to fix it by yeah going to bed early or doing anything like that. Just have a normal day and chances are you'll be back on track that night. Cool. A little bit different for someone who is sleeping badly regularly. That's when, you know, we do a big deep dive into everything that's going on and figure yeah. out like what we need to do. <laughs> but yeah, for someone who normally sleeps pretty good, the the best thing to do the next day after a bad night's sleep is basically change nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just bring it back to the basics. <laughs> Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for the people that are consistently not sleeping mm. well, I'll say, um, I know that, that it's going to be a hundred percent. It depends contextual based on the person and what they present and all that fun stuff. Are there typical generalities that you see of if we fix this or if we address this, that's most likely going to help a general populace of people to get better sleep? Yeah, absolutely. So when I when I talk to clients initially, you know, we, we do this massive deep dive. So we look at everything and we address the big things and the small things. What I notice most commonly when I'm speaking to clients, though, the big things are stress and when I talk about stress, I'm sort of talking about, yes, both um, stress from day to day, but also sort of like mental alertness and arousal. So having a stressful job um, and, and not taking measures, I guess, to kind of mitigate that. Working late in front of a computer, um, bright lights at night, uh, scrolling social media late, all of those kinds of things are going to be detrimental. And I do find that a lot of clients that come to me do those things and often they are stressed and then they do those things at night. Yeah. So those things combined uh, are definitely going to cause people to struggle with sleep. And the other important thing to note is that having trouble with sleep doesn't just mean falling asleep. It also mm. means sleeping. <laughs> My dog's going to the bedroom. It also means it could be just sleeping lightly. So waking up feeling unrefreshed. Uh, a lot of people find that they sort of have this wakeful period at sort of like 3, 4 a.m. Again, that's quite often related to stress. And that's actually a symptom that, that I used to have as well. Uh, waking up super early and your brain just takes off and, mm. you know, goes off on its own little tangent. So it's really important to kind of address those measures and have a really, doesn't need to be a complex evening routine, but just... A, a short evening routine that's got some sort of relaxation activity in it, again, that you can do consistently. Yep. Is, is really important. Awesome. What about the people that wake up in the middle of the night and like you said, their brain is like, <laughs> um, like they've got the high arousal when they wake up at like two, yep. three in the morning. Yeah. What do we do? <laughs> so a couple of things. You, if it's, if it's sort of a chronic problem, oh, I've got the dog visiting. <laughs> He's going to make his, hey, puppy. <laughs> He's going to make his podcast. Thank you. I want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is I tried to give him a haircut last night. It did not go well. He looks okay from the front, but he's sort of like half bald and half furry and yeah. That's fine. All right. that, you know, that's um, the same as like doing Zoom calls through COVID. Yes. You've got the suit and tie on the top <laughs> half and then the trackies at the bottom. <laughs> it works. Um, yeah, so waking up in the middle of the night, if it's a chronic problem, you don't, ideally you wouldn't be spending time in bed awake. So you want to, you want to make sure that you're not doing that repeatedly. So lying awake in bed, trying to sleep is not a great scenario because essentially you're sort of in training your brain to associate bed with wakefulness instead of sleep. So if it is something that's happening on an ongoing basis, what I normally recommend to clients is that they use this 20-20 rule. So if you wake up and you feel like you've been awake for 20 minutes, we're not looking at clocks and whatnot. We don't want to be looking at lights or worrying about time or anything like that. So if you, if you feel like it's been around 20 minutes that you've been awake, you get up, ideally go to another room and do something relaxing for about 20 minutes or until you feel sleepy and then you go back to bed. Yep. And for some, for some people, that might mean that they're doing this multiple times at night. So, if, you know, for someone who's normally sort of lying in bed for two, three hours awake, they may have to do that repeatedly. 
Uh, the other one that I love to recommend to my clients is yoga nidra. Have you heard of what was that word? Yoga nidra. <laughs> yeah, so essentially it means yoga sleep. So it is a super relaxing sort of scripted yoga that you can do. And there are different themes, but there is one particular one in particular that I like to use, and it's around sleep. So what will happen is it essentially mimics sleep. So if you listen to this nidra, you will, well, it's highly likely you'll actually fall asleep because it's very relaxing. Yeah. But even if you don't fall asleep, it actually gives you some of those restful benefits as if you have had sleep. Awesome. So that's, <laughs> yeah, so that's a really nice tool to use as well. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So what is, I'm going to complete, what, what was yeah. it? Yoga? Yoga nidra, N-I-D-R-A. Yeah, yoga yeah. nidra. So yeah. what is that? Is that something that people, is it a PDF they can download? Do they search it on YouTube? What yeah, so there's a few on YouTube. I use an app called uh, I Am Yoga Nidra. Yeah, just oh, because well, there I, you go. Love, <laughs> I, just because I really love her voice. But yeah, you can get free free scripts on YouTube. Um, yeah, it's just a matter of probably finding one that kind of gels with you. I'm For me personally, uh, when I'm doing meditation and yoga, I need to really like the person's voice. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me or not. Yeah, no, so, that's <laughs> yeah. my partner and I were listening to Headspace last night and we normally yeah. listen to this, like to Simon and he's yeah. that um, English guy that almost sounds like David Attenborough. And we listened to this new one and we were like, yeah, that sounds cool. And it was like all the white noise and we put it down like on a bedside table. And then the guy comes in and he's like, tonight's we talk about. And I was like, this dude is from fucking Slytherin. I was like, <laughs> I can't fall asleep to some dude narrating the house. This is weird. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It's got to relax you. So, you know, some people's voices are just, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. We went immediately back to Simon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, I, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So do you listen to a like a meditation most nights? Uh, not most nights. Mm. I'm For when we struggle to get to sleep, we put on Headspace. Awesome. Um, and then that's got the, I think in that, it's got like a little wind down of like the breathing and the feel it in the body and let the tension go and all that stuff. Um, my partner is like out like a light. She listens to the first bits. Hello, everybody. She's gone. And I'm sitting there doing like the whole thing. And I'm like, right, I'm relaxed. I'm sleeping like a vampire. I'm comfortable I'm doing this. And the whole thing finishes. And I'm like, fuck, I'm never going to get to sleep. And then boom, I'm out. <laughs> so it it's a hit and miss for me. But for her, it's super consistent. So I'm like, if it helps her, fantastic. <laughs> I love it. It would be interesting to play with it and do it on nights even when you feel like you don't need it. Mm. Because if you do it, you know, as a regular part of your evening routine, you might find that it actually works better across the yeah. board. Yeah, when we were doing it every night, mm. which was probably like a year ago now, when mm. we were doing it every night consistently, it was like a, oh, cool, we get to listen to this and do the, re and do the rewind, do the unwind. Don't want to rewind the day. That'd be terrible. Um, unwind from the, the day. day. Maybe it. you do want to rewind the day if you had yeah, a really good one. That's, that's true. Yeah. When you have a good day. <laughs> Let me put this through instant replay. Um, yeah, when we did it consistently, it was really good. Yeah. But right now, my nighttime routine is completely, it's gone out the window with the amount of stress that's on at the moment. Um, so yeah, but the thing that has helped me, and I'm, this is going to be a beautiful segue. Well, it was until I pointed it out. Um as of recently, I have started having, because my calories have gone up, which is amazing, but it wasn't until I started adding a bagel with peanut butter after dinner, um, like an hour after dinner, I would have bagel, peanut butter, have that. Yep. I'm gone. I'm like super sleepy. I'm like, my God, that was amazing. This is the best. And then within an hour, I'm in bed asleep and I'm like, this is cool. Awesome. <laughs> and I've started sleeping well. I love it. Is that when you messaged me about the... Um... Uh, what was it? The rice crackers and the yeah, and the yeah. jam or honey jam. Yep. 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 Now that was um that was well after it. Mm -hmm. Probably I think it was like two weeks after that where I was like, oh cool, my calories are like going up, and mm. I was just eating all the crap through the day because I was like, I can do this when I actually again and again for my clients that are listening, don't hate me, but when I actually structured my meals in terms of like this is breakfast, lunch, dinner, I get a snack here and then also 
my peanut butter bagel. Um, that's when the consistency started showing up. I started feeling better from the inside and then I started sleeping better as well. Um, but I started sleeping better when I messaged you and I was like, oh, and then that sparked the thought of like, maybe I should do that again just to see what happens. Cause um, I'm going to, I'm hundred percent going to throw it to you in a second to go through all this. Cause I think you'll know, well, pretty positive. You'll know more than me on this one. Um, I know that most of the scientific literature is for avoiding food X amount of time beforehand. But for me, that really works. And my old coach said, this was, you know, when was it? I think it was like eight years ago. Um, if you struggle to have sleep while you're in a massive calorie deficit, have the rice crackers and jam or honey or both. Um, have them within an hour of going to bed. And I started doing that. And particularly because I was in a deficit, did that, it helped. And then I was like, oh, so that's a thing. Yep. But yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so interesting, right? And and this is where it's really important to say that, yeah, we have sort of these these general guidelines, and obviously the studies will say one thing, but everybody is different. So generally we talk about not eating within a couple of hours of bed. And that's simply because if you eat super close to bed, your body is probably gonna, well is going to prioritize digestion over all of the other stuff it should be doing while you're sleeping right yeah um and interestingly because yeah uh, after we after we chatted about that i did have a look at a i think it was a meta-analysis of food relating to sleep and they talked specifically about uh high gi carbs yeah and they did actually find that when high gi carbs were consumed two hours before bed, then I think it was total sleep time and also sleep quality, self-reported sleep quality yep. uh, increased. But if the high GI carbs were consumed within an hour of sleep, sleep quality went down. Yeah. But, you know, that's not to say that yeah. that's the case for every single person. Yeah. Um, yeah, likewise, protein before bed can also help with sleep. Um, and there's a few other foods as well, like kiwi fruit and tart cherry, <laughs> yeah. a few little random ones, which can also help with sleep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. And that's why it's really important to sort of realize that. And that's why it's interesting, you know, again, just like you working with your clients, right? What works for one client may not necessarily work for the other client. Yeah. Um, so it is very individualized and it's definitely about, at least from my point of view with coaching, helping someone figure out what works best for them. Obviously I guide and provide knowledge and all that kind of stuff, but ultimately it's up to the person to actually test things out and mm. figure out what, what works the best. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so big and clients hate me for it, for the mm. fact that I'm like, it's trial and error. We yep. have to figure out exactly what's going to work for you. I'm going to give you the general rule of thumbs as to what's worked for 80% of people. Mm -hmm. But then again, you may be one of the people that falls into the 20% of people that is that goes against everything that I've typically been teaching. Absolutely. And yeah, I've got like a handful of clients through the times where I'm like, if we have, because I always say this before anyone signs up and then also all over my social media, I'm like, mm -hmm. if we sign up for coaching and we have the world's most flowed state program, everything's perfect and everything falls into line, that's a pretty shitty program mm -hmm. because we didn't learn how to get through all the obstacles and the triggers and the bad times and this and that. I want to have a shit time coaching so that we can put you into a better state. We know how to do all that stuff. I've had a handful of people that have actually had that like perfect journey all the way through mm -hmm. quite literally probably five people mm -hmm. that have had a perfect journey all the way through and then finished the program and still continue to have an amazing time and done everything. And it's all awesome. And I'm like, okay, like, I really want to use your testimonials, but God damn it. You're so unique. <laughs> I just can't be like, Hey, oh my God, I did this perfect coaching program. It's like, no, I just told the person, Hey, do this. And they're like, yep, cool. And they fucking sprinted with it and took off. And I was like, come back. <laughs> you're doing yep. too well. <laughs> I've, I've had the same, right? I have had clients that just so motivated, committed, like it's, 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 this before everything and just, mm. you know, blown out of the water. But more often than not, 
I do have, I have clients who they'll come to me, you know, we'll have a weekly catch up or whatever. And, and they'll come to me like, oh, I'm so sorry. I had to work late and da, da, da. I'm like, And I'm like, no, no, this is good because we are testing this stuff out while you're having these challenges. Mm. This is how you, you learn to, you know, continue these things long-term by, by trying them out while you've got some help. Because yeah. as you say, if it all goes perfectly and then, you know, we finish up the programming and then all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, things implode at work. Well, it's going to be really difficult for you to continue that stuff we've worked on because you've never tested it within those environments. So that is certainly the the type of client I see as well. They always feel bad or they feel yeah. like they've they've failed somehow by having something interrupt the stuff that we put in place yeah. for that week. But yeah, I always reassure them that like, no, no, that's actually good. You, you need to have these challenges. You need to learn how to overcome them. Yeah. So that you can do them again when we finish up because yeah. the challenges will continue to come yep it's just yeah life it's the exact same and i'm sure you'd, you'd get it a fair bit where people are like when they initially reach out to you and before they sign up for coaching one of the most common things that i get is life gets in the way mm -hmm. and i'm like cool it shouldn't ever really get in the way it's not life that's getting in the way. It's all of these other things that we didn't know how to set up boundaries for and this and that. And then it's obviously unpacking that in terms of the umbrella term of life. It's like life got in the way. It's like, it's always going to because you're well, living it's it. always life. Yeah, it's <laughs> always <laughs> life. <laughs> if you do really well in life, you're not going to go, oh, fuck, sorry, my life just got in the way. It was so good. <laughs> so yeah, learning to manage life is quite literally the only thing that any coach ever is going to teach you. and yeah so anyway um <laughs> so on that note as well is it the so we've got the it's always a pain in the ass how it's like the most random foods that are going to help you sleep and it's like <laughs> how do I put that into a meal <laughs> um do you have any particular like top one two three five tips for people that are I suppose I want to break it up into people that struggle to get to sleep and then also people that struggle to stay asleep. Top tips in general? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't, so I've never really thought about it and breaking it down into those different categories, to be honest, because regardless of, the way the sleep issue presents itself, it's typically the same sort of stuff going on. Stress, cool. mental alertness, you know, environment. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've never really kind of thought about it in that way. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> Another quality question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. I'm just, my mind's now like trying to tick back over my past clients, trying to remember exactly the specifics of their problems. I'd have to go yep. back to a little, uh, little <laughs> sheet and like get a little check up, and figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's generally the same type of, the same type of uh, behaviors, habits, et cetera, which inform the sleep issue. Uh, yep. So the, the, the things we do, don't change massively. What changes a lot from person to person is the habits that we might be trying to change, but also the strategies that we put in place to change the habits. Yeah. Because of course, you know, helping the client actually develop those strategies so that they align specifically with their lifestyle, right? They try to help them come up with the strategies so that they actually have, I guess, ownership of them yeah, and that they actually work for them because there's no point in me saying, hey, you have to have an evening routine and it starts at eight o'clock and da, 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 da. That's not going to yeah. work for anyone, probably except for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how does the, to transition into that one then, mm. um, how does the lack of sleep influence someone's weight gain, weight loss? Yeah, so this is a really big one. And again, one that I think a lot of people probably don't realize. So there's a few ways it impacts. So lack of sleep is going to affect impulse control and decision making. So you might not quite have the 
uh, I guess the resilience to not grab for grab your you know treats and you know food that you wouldn't otherwise eat. Yeah. Um, it also affects your hormones. So your full uh, full hormone is going to be decreasing. Your hunger hormone is going to be increasing. So you sort of get a double whammy there in terms of how how full you're feeling, how hungry you're feeling. Uh, lack of sleep also inhibits the body from processing calories properly, particularly sugar. So that's another whammy. And there was a study done a while ago, and I always forget. Actually, I took a note because I knew I was going to forget the number. <laughs> ah, said something I forget earlier. Organized. Yeah, yeah, no, because I always, I always get asked this, and I always forget the percentage. So yeah, there was a study done a while ago, and it was around weight loss between people who had slept well, people who had slept badly. And I recall off the top of my head, I think the bad sleepers were sort of like five to six hours. And they all lost pretty much the same amount of weight. But the difference was that in the group who hadn't slept well, they only lost 20% fat. 80% of their weight loss was muscle mass. Yeah. So sort of turns out that if you're not sleeping well, your body's really going to hold on to that fat and it's going to be the muscle that that lets go so you know if that is something that is a goal of yours then sleep's going to be really important to to help you yep. with that so you mentioned the if we have a lack of sleep it i suppose um for lack of a better term it inhibits the way that the body processes sugar mm. how how so do you mind great question like- not sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't know the mechanism by which that works. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, there we go. But well, that's another one for me. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I've got all the questions. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It's great. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so then we've got the tips. We've got that. Uh, the food recommendations. I know that there's a. I know that there's a whole list of like random foods that can work for different people. For me, it's peanut butter bagels. Um, are there any that you find that are the most common that help the most people? I know that's such a general question. I don't, typically with my clients, I don't dive into specific foods necessarily. So what I do recommend for them is to try and aim for a healthy balance. Most that come to me already leave, lead quite a healthy lifestyle. So we don't typically go into specifics of foods. But it's always an interesting one to kind of let them know that, you know, there are these things that they can they can add in if they want to. The more important side of it for me is actually working on the, the bigger things first, you know, stress, environment, lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, adding, in, adding in specific foods is, in my mind, more like adding in supplementation. So that's kind of the absolute last thing that we would talk about. So I'd only sort of generally go to that level if someone was doing pretty well, like had everything else nailed, because those are like the real kind of, you know, small, small pieces that are going to sort of sleep. Yeah. But um, the kiwi fruit's a fun one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That said, kiwi fruit. It It was actually really funny because I actually learned about the kiwi fruit years ago. Uh, and the tart cherry, actually, and I used to do both. And then I just stopped because I'm like, well, I've, you know, there's all these other yeah. things to work on. But I've actually recently started bringing back the kiwi fruit. And I've been, this week, I've been sleeping <laughs> really well. Um, but the the tart cherry juice, it's uh, it's hard to find. So you can buy supplements, and I'm sure they're easy to find. But holes mm. don't have tart cherry juice, so I haven't brought it yep. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, the only time I've, I suppose, actively gone out of my way to supplement something for my sleep, uh, um, I suppose the peanut butter bagel, that's something that I just wanted to add in because I was like, mm. fuck, I love that. Mm. Um, this, the first, the first, the first time that it happened, no, sorry, the second time, I'm going back in time chronologically. The second time was the rice crackers and jam and honey, and yeah. that ended up working. The first time was, and this is completely random, I was living in Canada at the time. And when I was living in Canada, I was having really like weird dreams, almost like lucid dreams. Mm. And they weren't like nightmarish or anything, but I was just like, man, I've never had dreams so vivid like this. And then I just started going down a rabbit hole of like, how do I lucid dream? 
how does this happen? How do I do this? And everyone was like, oh, um, like the most common thing that I found was like, have a cup of apple juice, I think it was, before you go to oh, bed. Really? And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know much about, I wasn't, you know, who I am now back then. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. So I started just like, I want to have a lucid dream. Couple, uh, oh my God, a cup of apple juice. I nearly said a couple of babble. Um, a cup of apple juice before bed. And it was probably like two out of seven nights. It was just like, whoa, this dream is amazing. And I was just like, like this is cool. <laughs> um, interesting you mentioned lucid dreaming because, yeah, I was reading a little bit about that. Oh, it was a few months ago. And there's sort of like a mantra and stuff you can do before you go to sleep. Because I would I would like to be able to do it. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I sort of tried it for a few nights. Nothing happened. I should have persevered. But <laughs> on the topic of like eating food to kind of cause something, like years ago, you know, because you hear that cheese causes nightmares. Well, the old wife's tale. I don't know if it's yeah. true. Cheese causes nightmares. I, I used to eat cheese because I wanted to have like really <laughs> intense dreams that I would remember. I can't remember <laughs> if it actually did anything or not, but I would, I would consciously have cheese before I went to bed, <laughs> just in case. You're like, man, these horror movies at the theater right now are pretty shit. I'm going to eat cheese before bed. <laughs> See what happens. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Apple juice. I'm going to I'm gonna re-explore that lucid dreaming. Mm, it was something that was like really completely cool. popped out at random. And then I was just like, man, I've never had a dream that vivid in my life. How yeah. do I chase that? And yeah. then I was like, that's probably how people get addicted to drugs. So I should probably stop. <laughs> I feel like there was a movie. God, I can't remember what it was called, but I can just remember there was a movie and I think it was about lucid dreaming. I can just remember they would the way they would figure out whether they were in the dream inception was, was it inception i don't know there was a thing with their hands and they would count their fingers or something i want to say inception i'll put money on inception no i'm but. pretty sure i watched it more recently than that but i can't remember the rest of the plot so yep. probably a bit of a at least you remember the finger counting the important part <laughs> well, I think, yeah because i Oh, yeah, I don't know. I should have just uh, not mentioned that at all. <laughs> you're, you're all good. That's why we don't script it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I've got a great joke. Oh, yeah, I can't remember it, though. All right. The question that popped up into my brain hole uh, mm. 15 minutes ago was your, because obviously we touched base on Instagram. I don't know why I'm holding mm. up my phone, but Instagram. Um, I saw you working out and then also with the sleep coaching which came first or did they go hand in hand were you already an active healthy person before and then got into sleep or was it vice versa uh I was already pretty active and healthy before I started on the sleep stuff yeah so <clears throat> I got um <laughs> oh my god uh I, when I moved to the UK I don't know. Everyone used to say this used to happen to everyone. I don't know if it really did. Anyway, <laughs> moved to the UK, started drinking beer, got yep. put on a fair chunk of weight, like 10 kgs, which is quite a lot for my, you know, I'm only, I'm only, um, uh, what am I? Five, four. So I'm yep. kind of a shorty. So 10 kilos on my frame is a, is a, is pretty chunky. Uh, and <laughs> interestingly enough, I didn't actually realize that I was overweight or that mm. there was any problem until I went into, and I want to say Topshop, you know, I was only like 22, 21, 22. And I remember asking for a bigger size in the skirt and they didn't go that big. Mm. And then I went, ah, oh, there <laughs> might be a problem here. And then I started going to the gym and yeah, that was kind of, yeah. So I've been very much into fitness and just check doing stuff yeah. um, for a good like 25 years yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so always very active and reasonably healthy but along with the previous corporate uh jobs even though there was a lot of exercise there was also a lot of drinking and not as yep. much sleeping and yeah drinking yeah <laughs> yeah there's like so there's that, two yeah two areas of the fitness industry 
And one of them is like, sweet, I'm young and active. That means I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. That's over here. And then you almost like have that point of like, holy crap, like this is starting to catch up with me. And then that's where people move into the, okay, let's mature this business and client list yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. And I had a, I had a very quick transition period <laughs> between those two. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I look back and I'm just, I don't know how, because of course there was the nightly drinking to deal with the stress. Mm. And then of course, again, I didn't realize at the time that you're not sleeping properly when you're drinking every night. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Don't know how I did it. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the, that's a crazy thing. A lot of people don't know. Like if I look back as to how I was doing everything that I was doing mm. previously, like mm. I used to, not that these locations will mean anything to you, but mm. I'll, I'll try to, well, maybe they will. Mm. I used to live in Frankston mm. and were, uh, sorry, go to university in Footscray. Oh yeah. 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 I also used to work in San Remo. Oh, okay. so it used to be on the days where I had university I would get a 5.50 a.m. train and I would be at university almost to the minute spot on 8 a.m. for a class. And the days that I was working, I was driving an hour and a half down the Mornington Peninsula to go work. And mm. that was a three-hour round trip. And I was just like, eh, it's what you do. And then even in Canada, I was a breakfast chef back down there <clears> and I was living on two, three hours of sleep and bacon because I was a breakfast chef and I was like yeah fuck it I'm gonna cook a kilo of bacon <laughs> so why not that's just crazy isn't it yeah and now I'm like man if I miss an hour of sleep I'm putting my head through a wall <laughs> oh absolutely gosh yeah if I get less than seven yeah don't even try I like I can't even talk it's just I just <laughs> hey, I'm an <laughs> I, yeah like my brain just it goes into meltdown it's just it's yep. crazy. Um, it's always a pretty sight when you miss sleep and then it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm about to kill this person. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the that's when the um the blur on the on the zoom goes way up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because you're just all puffy and you know, yep. looking, you just put the filters on and you're like looking yep, not quite oh, like oh. the professional sleep coach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the that's I mean, off the top of my head, that's all the questions that I think I had in terms of yeah, sure. how does it affect your sleep, uh, mm -hmm. recommendations, tips, tricks, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, a question that I'm starting to ask a few people and even myself is pretty much the final question of, man, I'll put, put a dramatic music soundtrack over the back of that one. Um, what is, going to put you on the spot, mm. what is a question that I could ask you so that you can answer something you haven't answered before? Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is a question that you would like to be asked or you would like to be asked that haven't been asked before? Oh. God, that is putting me on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, this feels like those interviews, you know, when you go for an interview and you haven't really prepared for it or they're like, oh, what do you think you're going to... Um, you know, what's your five-year plan? And in my head, like, I don't ever yeah. have more than like, a... Dude, I just need money plan. to get through the week. You're talking about five years. <laughs> um, do you know what? No one ever asks me about my adorable dog whenever I do one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the adorable dog. What is your Come dog's me. name? Give us a story. Come here, buddy. So, actually, there is a little bit of a story. So, I had a... Um... Come here, buddy. Come here. Hey. I, I had a, uh, a rescue dog before, before Obi. Hmm. Um, she was 10 when I got her. So she was already a senior. Come here, bud. <laughs> He's getting all shy now. <laughs> uh, so that was the first pet that I'd owned by myself. And so yep. you know, it was just me and her living together. I had no concept of how much the death of a pet would have. It was next level like I yeah I was beside myself anyway and and that wasn't long after my dad had died and so I went for a year without having any animals um I just I was in like my headspace was basically like I've had so many you know people I've lost so many people dog included that I couldn't bear getting another dog and then potentially losing it yeah. and that's what my headspace was I was just like every time I thought about it I was just like Bleh. Anyway, and then I just woke up one day and I was like, I need a new little, you know, fur person in yep. my life and um, drove out to 
Gippsland um, to have a look at this little potato. And he was, he looks like a potato. I mean, really cute potato, but, and uh, I was actually going out to have a look at him. He was the last in his litter. And I was looking at a entire litter of uh, board doodles. So border collies crossed with poodles. Yeah. Anyway, so he came out. He looked like a weird potato, but I kind of loved him because he looked weird. And I thought that was why he hadn't been adopted yet because he looked a little bit weird. And I was kind of like, oh, you're weird. I like you. <laughs> and I was waiting for them to bring out like these seven more doodle puppies. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, if I see seven more puppies, my head is going to implode. And yeah. I was just like, nah, I'm going to take him. Anyway, uh, sat down to the paperwork and stuff. And I'm not sort of a woo-woo person, but sometimes... I sort of feel that, you know, things happen for a reason. There's probably some someone, something out there sort of helping me. Yep. Um, his birthday is actually the anniversary of my mum's death. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. Yep. This was like some bloody, you know, yeah. maybe it was mum. I don't know. So, yeah, a little bit meant to be. But um, timing-wise was... So I'm just looking at him down there. He's looking very cute um, because I got him like a month before the lockdowns. So very grateful to him because I know that there would have been weeks that I wouldn't have even gotten out of bed <laughs> if I didn't have to get after this little. Yeah. So you got him like being. February 2020. Got him at the end of Jan. Yeah. So there what's you that? Go. Yeah. So about six weeks. Uh, yeah. Two months. January, February, March. Yeah. Two months almost. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Definitely helped me out during yep. those tough periods. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the what, story of Obi. Name again? Obi. Obi, yeah, short for Oberon. You know the um yep. the books of Game of Thrones? Yep. Oberon? I'm literally one episode away from that episode that everyone knows. There you go. <laughs> uh yeah. So we're coming up to that. It's got a bloody IMDB rating of nine point seven. I was like, man, What's this that? is a nearly perfect TV. Like show like episode I, I actually feel like i probably need to go back and re-watch them now yeah we've just mm. started getting back into it yeah and it's annoying because you can see like the um, we're watching it on binge and you can see the imdb rating and it starts at like 9.6 9.4 9.2 8.7 8.6 9 9.9 and i'm like oh cool so there's dips and and i was like man i don't want to go through a whole season to get to a point but then you start watching it you get obsessed and then it's like yeah. oh tie that in with the fact we've just been watching house of the dragon as well oh is um, it good yeah i reckon it's really good there's okay. a lot of time skips in there that are just like mm -hmm. well i don't think they really thought this through yeah um but all the names and trying to keep up with all the targaryens and stuff it's really weird but mm. then because we're watching game of thrones at the same time like joffrey will come up and just say something about a targaryen that happened and we're like oh shit that's how that's gonna happen and then we watch the next episode and then we're like, oh my God, it's setting up for this thing that was said in Game of Thrones. And I'm like, I like how it all interconnects without it having to be a full fucking Marvel cinematic universe of like, yeah. have you seen these 12 different shows before watching the first movie that's coming out from the last one that you saw? Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've seen the shorts of House of Dragons and I just thought, ah, is it going to be as good? Mm -mm, but maybe I'll give it a crack. Yeah. It, I like it. It's really yeah. good. It's definitely not Game of Thrones, mm. but it is a hundred percent worth it. Awesome. Cool. Um, this show was sponsored by House of the Dragon and Binge. <laughs> Get your free subscription at binge.com now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's .com, but anyway. Um, awesome. Carla, thank you so much for joining us and giving us all uh, a laugh and then also some beautiful advice as well to help us out. Pleasure. Um, where can people find you? How is the best, all the information for how do we find you? Yep. So Instagram, Aura Sleep Coaching. Oh, Aura Sleep Coaching. Yeah. So it's Aura as an O-R-A. It's a Maori yep. word. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, online, uh, aurasleepcoaching.com are the best places to find me. Awesome. And that's, I, I mean, I can see it, but the people that can't see it, that's oraasleepcoaching.com.au. Yep. Uh, just.com just.com yeah there we go don't worry it'll be it'll all be in the in the pretty post-production stuff but for right now awesome aura sleep coaching on instagram ora and then aura sleep coaching.com love it actually i'm also running a couple of workshops at the end of this month 
for there anyone that's interested. One online, one face-to-face in Melbourne. There awesome. There we go. And where are we? We're in October. Yeah. Cool. So when are they coming out? Because uh, this podcast, I think, is coming out ooh. next week or probably like in two oh, weeks' time. Perfect. Yeah, 28th, I think. 28th That'll be a Friday. Running. Okay, 29th and 30th then. Yeah, there we go. 29th we and 30th go. of October. That's Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And if people want information on that, same location, Instagram and website? or That's a good point. I haven't updated my website with it yet. There we go. But, Look at that. Uh, there will be information on Instagram. There we go. Awesome. Well, by the time this comes out, we can just sort of post edit that and pretend that we were super organized for it. Uh, <laughs> workshops on the 29th and 30th of October. If anybody is interested, go to Carla's Instagram, Aura, O-R-A, Sleep Coaching. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to call it there. So I'd stop rambling and yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Carla. Bye. <laughs>